Hey everybody, welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. I'm Molly. And, well, this is Too Busy to Flush. I already said that. And here we are. I we I know we said we weren't going to talk about COVID-19, but I just got a story on my feed of one of my friends who has it. Local? No, he's in Houston. Hmm. Super weird, but I haven't finished. Is he super symptomatic or do you know? Uh, yeah, he's got some, he's definitely got some symptoms. He said it was about seven days of fever and cough and he said it was pretty bad. Okay. And now his daughter's coughing a little bit and scratching, so they're keeping an eye on everything. Eek. Super rough. It is. I've read a couple stories of like people our age, healthy people our age, who've come down with it. And this whole, like, it's what's really weird is you've got like Rand Paul has it and he's totally asymptomatic. Right. And Tom Hanks had it and was like, oh, we felt Idris a little, had it. He was we fine. We felt too. a little bit weird for a couple of days and now we're fine. And then, um, and then. Like this 42 year old guy in Chicago is like, this is week three and I'm not sure I'm going to live through it. I'm now hospitalized. I'm on a ventilator. And it's just, it's very strange what the virus can do with, with your body. Um, But hopefully all of this medical intervention that they're figuring out. I have decided that I do not know how to process any of this right now. It is so surreal and so outside of any, any, any of my framework at all. I'm just like. It is. I've actually, I have not had the time to do any of this searching yet. I have three articles flagged, though, that I want to read, or two or videos that I want to watch, on mental health during this time. Hmm. Because um, not only is, not only is being confined to one space with all of this crazy, surreal fear going on around us. I mean, it feels like we're in a movie, right? You Mm -hmm. watch Outbreak... Yeah. In high school or junior high, and um, you know that's never going to happen to us. That's like, that's Hoffman. an apocalyptic, you know, way out there, crazy movie. That's like aliens coming and taking over the earth, or you know, what's the Will Smith end of days aliens movie? Independence Day. Yeah. So so like outbreak feels like Independence Day to me, and now it's like outbreak is every hospital in the United States, um, but. Um, so with all of that, like I feel this buzz of anxiety always kind of in the background that impacts my ability to react to my kids well, plus the fact that I've now been cooped up with them for weeks because of our sickness that kicked yeah. us off two weeks earlier than the rest of Montana. But, um, but you know, today was the day that I just couldn't do Faith anymore. I was sucking Lillian. <laughs> she goes, aren't you going to thank me for taking care of Faith this afternoon when you didn't want to? <laughs> And I was like, thank you. Because I was just letting Faith stand there and cry. I was, I mean, she literally, though, to to be fair to me, I would try to pick her up to comfort her and she would fight me off and scream, no, mommy, no. She didn't, I think she woke up with a sore throat. She would not let me hold her. And then she'd stand there screaming at me angrily because I wasn't comforting her. And so I was like, I'm not. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to stress out about this. Of course I am, but at least I'm not going to actively wear myself out trying to comfort you. Right. And so she let, she let Lily pick her up and just Lily just walked in circles downstairs, you know, on our main floor with her for a while. And then we turned on, um, a show on my computer and she was fine for the most part. But yes, Lily, thank you for being mom number two, because mom number one had clocked out. And I was at church all afternoon working on trying to fix 
the internet issue because we want to start. I ordered a bunch of camera equipment to live stream, do a legitimate live stream and not stream from an iPad in the middle of the sanctuary. But the Wi-Fi wasn't working and the church had flooded last week. And so it's just there's water damage everywhere. Come to find out it took out a bunch of cabling and wiring and one of the switches and it was it was a mess. But we got it working today. So that's nice. Yeah. So anyway, where I was going with that is I don't have a history of mental health issues or addictive issues, but for people who do, like think about people who struggle with anxiety on a regular basis, like going to the grocery this store with germs everything. or with crowds yeah. or, you know, just whatever is going on in their heads that they can't even figure out, you know, with depression, like you don't have people coming around you and encouraging you and reminding you of the good things in your life or people who struggle with opioid addiction, like I've read that one of the number one risk indicators of people who got who go through rehab for opioid addiction for relapse, the number one key thing that for them to not relapse is strong social connections. So you got all these people who are now totally isolated from their support networks. I mean, in Italy, I think Pornhub took away their paywall. And so they're letting yeah. people you know, think about all of the relationships that are going to be destroyed. Think about all of the kids who are home from school and their parents are trying to work. And these kids are just sitting in front of screens. And I guarantee you all of the Chromebooks that all of these schools have been handing out don't have all of the porn protection on them that they should. Um, the amount of societal impact, besides the fact that we're all just walking around with this anxiety and Rebecca has a great one that there's actually like grief that we're all grieving things right now because we're all losing things or in fear of losing things and there's a collective grief for the devastation across our globe Mm -hmm. um anyway um and then also the number of couples who came out of quarantine in china and went straight to a divorce lawyer (sighs) because they were locked up together for 45 days and so i've read i started reading an article this afternoon and was probably interrupted by a screaming two almost two-year-old um, in fact, I'm sure I was. I was just starting to read it when she woke up early from her nap. But about um, advice from the Gottman Institute, who are relationship experts, for how to manage being in close quarters with your significant other, or they use the word partner, um, to, you know, where you're both trying to work, you're getting on each other's nerves, um, all the things that distance can can alleviate all of the irritations and you're trying to focus and they're on a conference call and neither of you wants to give ground on your space and um well i brought that up before it's the whole you've got a whole crop of people that have never spent especially couples who've never spent any significant time with each other outside of a two-week vacation or their honeymoon they're constantly separated and all of a sudden they're together and it's like wow you're this is going to drive me nuts. But I, we're also not wired to be separated like this. This isn't how we're wired. Humans, no. are, humans are wired for social connection. And I don't know where it's going to go. But I, don't know. <coughs> I think it's cool, though, like your family just did, that we jumped off of so we could do this. Just did an extended you know, Zoom call with how many people? It were a dozen family At units. Least, yeah on the call of just people all over the country. I thought that was great. Taking the opportunity to 
make more connection than we would have anyway, but just recognizing. Well, I saw another friend of mine have a need for connection. Another friend of mine on Instagram, her kids had are having like almost daily regular Zoom sessions with their classmates. Yeah. A lot of people are doing that. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking we should be having our kids Zoom their friends, or not Zoom, FaceTime their friends. Like, yeah. hey, anybody who, who has an iPhone, your kids can FaceTime my kids anytime Well, even want. if you don't have an iPhone, you can use WhatsApp, because that's what we've been using for my mom. Oh, that's they true. Don't have, I keep downloading WhatsApp and then like not using it and deleting don't have. it. You know, I will say what is kind of cool is now that we're this is all going on, we've been including... So at night, my parents live in California now, and we've been including my mom in our nightly prayer and singing time with the kids on the bed, which is which is pretty neat. We didn't do that before. Correct me up tonight, though. You were doing it while I was rushing the baby off to bed (laughs) and all of the kids are not. There's no eyes closed, hands folded. They're all staring staring at the screen watching Grammy. (laughs) (laughs) Grammy's staring at the screen watching them. Yeah. But yeah, I think. There are golden moments. I read a really interesting, again, I like, I read the first two paragraphs of articles these days um, because I'm perpetually behind because I'm tired because we've been sick for so long. But there was one where there's all of these grand visions where people like people are going to come out of this realizing the minimalism in their grocery budgets, minimalism in their lifestyles in terms of busyness. The connection that they made with their kids, like doing puzzles and lingering over family dinners, like the society is going to emerge different. And this person was like, yeah, how'd that work out for Noah? <laughs> like, literally hours after getting off the boat, they're just right back in this. Like, it's human nature. It's not like being quarantined for a month of us being with our families, even in an ideal world, an ideal situation is not necessarily going to change I mean, some things might change for the better, um, but um, but it's not going to change. It'll be interesting. So how are we handling it? Honestly, I think we're handling it better now than we were last week, partly because it was all coming down and all of the uncertainty in the midst of us all being sick and sleep deprived. And you get really angry when you're sick and sleep deprived. Uh-huh. You were not a fun person to... Oh. Even exchange a good morning with you guys. I've been so week. sick. I was I got sick sometime in January before coronavirus ever like entered the mainstream radar, and I never got healthy. And then I went in for my ACL surgery. Well, we started getting a cough and, the kids a couple of days before your surgery. Yeah, and then I went in for my ACL surgery, and you know the body else already else needs to heal, you know, from that. And then you add another trauma on top of that, and it's just. Like I'm only now coming out of it, which is, which is super nice. Which is a relief for all of us. Yeah. It's a relief for all of us. I mean, I don't have a man cold per se, but it's, it's not pleasant. Nothing's ever pleasant when you're sick. No. Um, who's Big Sky Cigar? Dude, it's my bro's Big Sky Cigar. Cigar company. I know, but what's, does They're he have awesome. a name? I can't remember. Oh. Not off the top. Yes, hey, there's two of them. What's your name? There's the Big CEO and the marketing guy. guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> the CEO and the marketing guy that we kept trying to get together. He says, with. He says my wife on. and I are doing better this week as well. And oh, I'm curious good. if that's because you guys have normalized, like you've wrapped your heads around what's going on and feel like you can move forward. Or if there's others, like for us, there's the normalization 
of this crazy new reality that mm-hmm. we're a part of. And we've you're walking, you're driving. In fact, that I don't have to drive you that to your PT or you have to have someone come pick you up for work at church is huge in and of itself. I would say for for us this week, it's easier. We are fine. Well, for one, the whole crisis of the coronavirus is settling in a little bit. Like, it, it, it's not this massive, huge fear. I'm not, like, I'm not reading the news every day anymore. I'm not paying attention to the numbers anymore. I'm just, I'm trying to live a life. So I think in that sense, that level of, of stress is a little bit removed now. So that's helping. But Jess, his also, Jess. yeah, sorry, dude. I'm terrible with names, you know, and why are we not gotten together yet? Okay. Anyway, so if those of you listening back on the podcast, we are live streaming our recording session right now on Instagram because so we're desperate for we're, human connection. <laughs> yeah. So if that's, if you, if, if there's some weird, like, what are they talking about? It's cause we're interacting with some, with some folks on, on Instagram. Um, I also think too, like, you know, this is kind of our normal being at home all day, at least for you and me is kind of our normal life. I work from home. Yeah. You, we homeschool, but we're also finding a little bit more of an equilibrium in terms of not having judo, not having co-op, not, not going to church on Sunday, not going out with friends, not going to people's houses. Like, we're finding a little bit more of an equilibrium, I think. I feel like a little bit that because we would even this week with me and faith doing the hardcore coughing, I would probably still have us out of a lot of our activities. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's kind of a relief because we'd be missing them anyway. They're just not happening. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, I'm not grieving that, but I do, I think that as this drags on, because yes, we're home a lot, and yes, it is actually kind of a relief to not like, okay, it's Tuesday, I have to have dinner done by four o'clock, and we're going to be up late this night, and so the kids are going to be sleep deprived, and so I have to adjust expectations for school on Wednesday, and things like that. I don't have to do those mental calculations anytime, like, I aim to have dinner at six o'clock every night, and there's no rush to get to bed, and um, that's kind of a relief for me, actually, Um, but dragging that on too long because as you know i'm in all these homeschool groups on or not i follow all these homeschoolers if this goes on for 18 months i i swear i'm gonna have to have somebody take away my guns no but the you know i mean we we do actually see friends a lot and we go out and we do things and so the fact that those are shut down our kids are asking like when do we get to see our friends they're they're feeling it possibly more than we are they're Mm. getting a little punchy Toward each, I mean, literally punchy toward each other. Um, and I think more so than usual. Um, they just like Titus just can't not like walk past a sister and flick her. Um, and so I think if he is like spending time with his guy friends, that isn't happening quite as much. So anyway, um, dang it. I was going to go back and say something and then I forgot what it was. Oh, well, couldn't have been that important. croissants. I was actually going to segue somehow to that. Uh-huh. So um, y'all have heard of the quarantine 15, right? Mm-hmm. This is, it's like the yeah. freshman 15, the quarantine 15. Um, <laughs> we're all at home baking food, for making food for ourselves. While we still have access to food. Yeah. No, I mean, the two things that I'm worried about running out of are cheese, not because it's a shortage, but because no matter how much I cheese, cheese I buy, we plow through. 
and flour, which is actually one of the legit, it's not a supply issue, it's a pipeline getting it onto shelves issue because people freaked out, which is actually kind of a cool thing to realize about America, is people are still buying flour and not crackers, you know, in a case of emergency, emergency, you know, like they actually cleared out the flour aisles and left. So people are still baking. Apparently, people still intend to bake if there's an emergency. Maybe they've all read the long winter. You can't like buy too have. much though, because it'll it'll go bad, won't it? Uh, not in this time frame. Oh. Flour lasts a long time. Right. Um, I'm not a baker. I don't know. I eat I eat baked goods. No, beans. but so so one of the things that we I follow this. I've probably mentioned her already. What are we on episode nine or ten? Eleven, maybe. I don't remember. And I've already probably nine. Nine. I've probably already mentioned the Read Aloud revival. Yes. Sarah McKenzie multiple I think we talked times. About her last week. But we love we love the Vanderbeekers books. There are three of them currently. Um, we're in the middle of number two, and it's this group of five. It's a family of five kids, um, and they all all of our kids kind of match up with them. Although Elise gets offended when we say that the, she matches up with the one who is her age and kind of her personality. She wants to be the oldest one. <laughs> but um, but they go down the street to a bakery. They live in Harlem. They go down the street to a bakery owned by some parents of one of their one of their friends and they um, their favorite thing is cheese croissants. And we read about Every this every couple of chapters is punctuated by something about they're loving on this poor man by trying to deliver fresh cheese croissants to him, or the friend shows up as they're tired digging in a garden and has a whole bag of free cheese croissants for them. So I decided I was going to attempt to make cheese croissants um, today, and I found a recipe that was not too complicated. Um, it was, butter is also another thing that I'm kind of hoarding because I don't want to go back to the store for a while, at least till we get our next pay cycle. And, but I used a whole cup of butter in those croissants and an mm. entire block of nice cheese. Mm. Um, but, um, I think I did an adequately, a sufficiently good job with them, even though I screwed them up. I was, they're supposed to be smaller and thinner than they were. But the kids, they were so good, the kids loved them. I mean, we so ate good, an entire batch of croissants oh. for our mid-morning snack while reading the book. So that was that was delightful. They were so. So good. Um, I can I can post the link for you all for cheese croissants if you want to get into ambitious baking. But that is one way that um, that I'm working on our quarantine fifteen. <laughs> Need I to like get it. into some of the exercise routines that Laura. <clears throat> see Laura Dalby here that Laura um, asked Laura asked on Facebook for some um, at home exercise routine suggestions. Yeah, I just got a, I just got approved to jump on my on my bike with my ACL surgery, so I'm hoping that'll cut back a little bit. But I can really only get like 30 minutes in. Like I did 30 today, and it was like, oof, my knee's hurting after about that much. And I don't want to overdo it. Um. <sighs> So here's another thought. I mean, we're not talking about the virus. We're talking about our new lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is the best stage of life to be quarantined, not quarantined, social distancing in? 
Do you know what I mean? That is a good one. Is there a best? Good, better, a best? Well, it kind of depends. You would think, well, maybe it's the young person stage because you're out all the time, you're single, you're carefree, etc. But then maybe, well, maybe it's better to be an old person since I'm usually quarantined by myself and I don't get out much anyway. I don't know. I I mean, I I would actually go, you're kind of like at the two extremes. You're talking about people who live by themselves. I would go in one from that, like on either end, where you're you're a newlywed and you're at home with your husband. Remember when we were newlyweds? We binge watched so much Netflix. Or in those days, like we actually had CD or DVDs of yeah. series. Like we watched... What was it Bat- all of Battlestar Galactica? Your whole what was that other quirky sci-fi? Eureka. No, no, not Eureka. The the Nathan. Oh, Firefly. Yeah, Firefly. So we've been watching Firefly, Eureka, Warehouse Thirteen. I mean, we've we watched so much Netflix, and now we can't even. I mean, when did Jack Ryan come out? The second season. Um, it doesn't even it doesn't even matter i mean we've watched one jack ryan um and we just can't seem to find the time to watch anything else so um if i were in a life stage where i could binge watch stuff either i mean the other the other extreme would be like my parents age i mean i know my parents are stir crazy and itching to get out and itching to see the grandkids and yada 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 um but you know, then you're you've got a companion, um, but you can binge watch. Also, you've got your routine. You're not itching to go out, you know, and be a partier. You're not missing out on spring break. Anyway, for me, those would be the two extremes. I think it would be hard to be at home with an angsty teenager um, who is used to having a lot more freedom and who's also grieving things that they've lost, mm-hmm. um, like. Um, you know, all of these athletes, this is their senior year of competition, um, and they're losing, like, what should be the crowning season of their career. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be... Yeah, my cousin just just threw, I don't know if you heard that on the call, but he just threw a, he plays college baseball, he just threw a 90 mile an hour pitch, which is kind of like, that's a pretty big deal, and then they shut everything down. But he's a freshman... And they're not counting this as one of his eligible years. Oh. Did you miss that part? I missed that part, yeah. So he actually got to train at the college level all fall and still gets four years of eligibility at college ball. So that could turn out to his somewhat, you know, I mean, there's a silver lining for him. But look at, like, Isaac Petch. This is his senior year running cross country, and he's in peak physical condition this should be the best competition season of his life. Yeah. And um, and it's not happening. And I think that's happening. I mean, every time I turn on the news, I see some... No, are you ready for... You want to, You want me to drop a bomb on the show? You guys want real life? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Your dad just texted and we lost some rental income. A significant portion of rental income. <laughs> huh. I've been kind of distracted when I when that text came in. Yeah, that's not. I mean, huh. I've sort of I, I've been. I mean, I've kind of been thinking that would happen, but I've been thinking that would happen too, and I'm trying to. I've been trying to mentally prepare myself, but um, yeah, yeah. that's when you live on it. It's a little. 
Yeah, that's reality. <clears throat> so that's reality. Lose a big chunk of your income. You're like, how am I going to make my mortgage this month? Hopefully we don't have to make our mortgage this month, maybe. <laughs> oh, boy, that would be amazing. Did they pass relief laws like that? Are they deferring? Um, I mean, I, I guess know. I could call them. I guess I could call them and ask if we could defer for whatever. But I, I mean, I think nothing is off the table in terms of this right now. This is such a mess right now. It's it's really, really crazy. Um, we'll get through it somehow. Yeah, I mean, also I'm. We thankful. lived in your parents' basement once before. We could do it again. I'm thankful that we are not like in an apartment complex in in a big city where we're getting shut you know we have all of these stir crazy kids and yeah. we're getting nasty looks for our kids going to the park because there's nowhere else for them to go out and get fresh air um i i'm thankful that we are even though we're stuck at home with four angsty kids that make me want to tear my hair out on a regular basis at least um, at least I can kick them outside on days when it's not snowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let's talk about something totally different. I don't think we've ever told people how cool your knee surgery is. <laughs> so <laughs> I was I was actually telling Titus this tonight because okay, here's how this this went about. Um, thanks to, uh, Loretta on Facebook, we've have a new YouTube show that we watch called, oh, what's it called? Jonathan Bird's Blue World. And he does diving, scuba diving adventures. Like he's gotten permission to dive in the Georgia Aquarium with whale sharks. And he goes all over one super fascinating one. He was somehow there are these freshwater caves in the Yucatan Peninsula, so the border between uh, Guatemala and Mexico, where the Mayan civilization used to be, there somehow, I don't know, he says it had to do with an asteroid that killed off all the dinosaurs. I wasn't really paying attention to that part of it, but I was like, well, that's theory. That's not really Mm -hmm. fact. But anyway, so there are these giant freshwater caves that... um, apparently have not always been filled with water because they were Mayan burial grounds. And so he gets lowered, repels, along with all of the camera equipment and his crew, like 50 feet down into these holes where the freshwater caves are. And like they're finding like cow and horse skeletons down there because once you fall down in there, there's oh, no way to get out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they, they're diving underwater through this series of caves and there's like shelves with burial like with skeletons on them and some of them are arranged and sometimes there's just like a whole line of skulls and our kids are super creeped out but also you can't stop watching because it's really fascinating um but he also so today he's where was he indonesia or somewhere Philippines. It was an island called Palau, and I can't remember. I think it was the Philippines. I just kept thinking of Luis Palau, but he's Hispanic uh, in Oregon, <laughs> not in the Philippines. But um, he, um, anyway, maybe maybe he is. There are Luis 
It's not an uncommon name in the Philippines. There's a Hispanic, anyway. Maybe Luis Palau's Filipino, not Hispanic, like I've always assumed. I'm going to Google that when we get done, unless somebody live knows. Um, anyway, so they're on an island in Palau, which apparently there was a... I was doing other stuff. Somehow, like, I want to say like a two-month-long battle in World War II on this little island for the strategic island... And there's, like, rusted-out tanks just sitting in fields in the middle of this little island. So he spends two episodes on a diving adventure, like, in all of these wrecks. And you know how hard it is to figure out what Titus likes and is good at in school? He's totally fascinated with this. He wants to scuba dive in shipwrecks. That's he awesome. is so into this. And... um and which I told him if we have a good day of school tomorrow, Grandpa will be pleased. Yes, um, I told him if we have a good day of school tomorrow, we will find more YouTube on ship diving and shipwrecks. So hopefully that's the carrot that gets us a good day of school tomorrow. But okay, so I'm telling him about this. He's totally fascinated, and I said, you know, sometimes they shipwrecks are not right off of the coast of an island. They're super deep. So then I told him about the Titanic. <laughs> and very brief history of what the Titanic was. And then I said, that's so deep in the ocean that they had to explore it with a remote-controlled robot submarine. Like, people can't actually dive down to it because it's, I think, is it too deep for people to dive to? And it's also super cold. Um, but so the first, at least as far as I know, they've only explored it via Yeah, robot. I mean, I don't think you can dive that deep. And I... Um, and so I'm telling Titus, and he's like, oh, man, I'd be so bad at that robot, because he's got that remote-controlled truck. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he knows how bad he is at that. So he was like, I'd be so bad at that robot. So then I proceeded to go from robotic submarine to, did you know there are people who do fine motor control of robots all the time? Like, did you know that your dad's knee surgery was done by remote control, essentially? And he was like, no. And I was like, in the olden days, for knee surgeries like your dad had, they used to have to cut the whole knee open and lay everything out. And sometimes they still do that. Like I said, your dad's, your his grandpa's heart surgery mm -hmm. was drilling through the bone and opening the whole heart up. And he was like, he's like me and that. <laughs> he will never be in the medical world. God bless medical workers, especially right now, because I could never do that. Um, but... <laughs> Anyway, so then I told him the whole process of your knee surgery, which um, is super cool anyway. And I'm going to take some tea and you can tell them how they did your knee well, surgery. Well, so they cut they cut part of a couple of my hamstrings off um, from the back. And as far as I understand it, they leave it attached at the bottom. And then they drill a hole through the top of my tibia, my my shin bone, top of my shin bone, just underneath the knee. They drill a hole through that. Then they run the hamstring. That's still attached. It's still attached through that hole. And they bring it up onto the um, outside of the knee. And they use an anchor um, on the outside of the knee a to hook it. $1,300 anchor. Yeah, $1,300 anchor. To hook it, the hamstring, they run a couple knots in it. And they hook that hamstring into that anchor um, on the outside of the knee and what that does is that pulls that pulls the you know that pulls your your tibia back into 
back up into your knee socket um, and pulls all the femur together so you don't get any of that slippage and the stabilization there. And, and having drilled through your bone, they release stem cells from your bone marrow. Yes, that then aid in the healing process. The, and like actually, what did what was the word he used? Vascularize? Vasculate. It's got a va- all, the, all the blood vessels build in back around it. And it, it, it becomes another just living tissue in there, which is pretty cool. That is very cool. It's pretty wild. And the fact um, that they can do it through three fa- tiny holes. Yeah. What fascinates me the most, though, is is most of my rehab is getting my quad back to working because my quad quit. And when, you know, you lay on the bed, um, something different happens. You know, if you lay, if you're sick for two weeks and you can't get out of bed, your muscles are still kind of mostly there. Like you still have your quad muscles. They're still the same shape and everything else. But in this case, the quad, like it disappeared. Like if you would look at my legs side by side, the one on the surgery leg, the quadricep there is, is like gone. I don't know where it went. It just disappeared. You know, and my PT is like, well, yeah, that's, that's what happens when, you know, you just, you know, you just disuse. <coughs> and I'm like, disuse, like it's been uh, two weeks and my other one's fine, and I've I've been on that. One, but for what for some it does something, and it just basically ruins your ruins your quadriceps. You spend a lot of time rebuilding that quadricep, and it's still not a hundred percent functioning for me. And it still looks super skinny. Um, it's just it's so weird. I don't know where it goes. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Why I would do that, but I don't know. The human body is a strange, strange. It is a strange thing. What organism? What can heal itself so amazingly sometimes, mm-hmm. and is so devastating. Yeah. Other times. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. So ACL surgeries are pretty neat. Yeah, ACL surgeries. Um, the only other thing I have that's even remotely interesting to talk about is the fact that. In order to help businesses, have you heard of this hashtag Takeout Tuesday? Mm-mm. So people nationwide are trying to do takeout once a week, and right. the hashtag is Takeout Tuesday. But I don't. I think I th- I hope people are smart enough to recognize that restaurants need business takeout business more than just. Well, that that makes Tuesdays. sense if you have the expendable income to spend on takeout food. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people, if their incomes aren't being affected by this necessarily because they're working at home or whatever, um, do eat out a lot more than we tend to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're just transferring the eating out once or twice a week to to doing takeout to keep supporting their local businesses, Um, which I actually following the whole I'm not going to get into politics, but following the whole Senate House uh, bailout bill. Um, one of the things that has just kind of been driven home to me is even, you know, that support your local business, even a chain is paying local people. And so like our friend who works at Texas Roadhouse has been pointing out that the fact that they're closed is impacting all sorts of local people. It's not, let's choose this locally owned business which is, I think, more vulnerable of totally going out of business. I think that's a fact that's more vulnerable than Texas Roadhouse. But the fact that they're both closed down, all of the hourly workers within both of those are affected. And so, 
you know, in terms of needing support, both both types of businesses need our support. But I'm a big fan of the fact that Montana has now allowed these businesses that are doing takeout only to also do takeout alcohol. Yeah, that has been awesome. <laughs> I've been doing my part to try to bring you a, a to-go cocktail whenever I'm out, which this week has been a lot because I've been helping out clients. But. And I, he's been doing it enough that the bartender there now knows my drink, yes. which at Commons 1882, they have this fabulous line of fruit-infused vodkas that I'm not, like, getting paid to say this or anything, and I know you could buy them elsewhere, but there's the first place I saw them, and they are amazing because they taste like the fresh fruit juice of whatever you're drinking. They don't taste like a they don't flavored taste, vodka. No, they taste don't taste fakey or alcoholy at all. Like, the raspberry one just tastes like fresh raspberry juice. Um, I happen to prefer the Marionberry one. The raspberry one's quite good too, but Marionberry cream martini is my to-go <laughs> alcohol of choice. That's what I got you today, wasn't it? It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're now at the point. You've now done it several times this week, so you're now at the point. I'll probably where, do it again tomorrow. Um, where they'd probably correct you if you ordered the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, probably so. But I've also been doing a lot of free work, so he doesn't charge me for all of the cocktails. I did a bunch of free work for him earlier this week. If I can make a living doing trades, I'll work for you if you pay my mortgage. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. How does that work? But um, no, it's it's weird thinking about. Okay, so you know financially, so we 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 pull the emergency the emergency rip cord, um, and we end up you know losing all income I'd still have to get a job somewhere and the whole career thing for me uh just it just it where would I work who would but let's not do this right now I don't want to spiral we're not spiraling you it's do you think about this and you spiral I do yeah it's true <laughs> do you guys spiral when you think about that what do you guys spiral when you think about what do you think about when you spiral and how do you process your spiraling those are good things to question good things to ask Sort of, except don't don't try to process and spiral while you're in solitary confinement. Oh, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got all the other depressing to, things going on. All the other depressing things, and I need to be able to outsource some of your processing. I can't handle it all because I've still got screaming oh. toddlers. So all day long. did I interrupt your takeout Tuesday conversation? No, that was it. Just oh, I okay. all of that to say, go get a Marionberry cream martini to go at Commons eighteen eighty two. What? It's really weird not having weekend plans. What are have you have you been thinking about the weekend at all? I don't even care what day it is. Every huh. day is I mean other than the fact that we now do church online, so that makes Sunday different and I don't feel obligated to do school on Saturdays. Every day is now the same. Our girls both put on dresses today though, which was really interesting to me, and I think part of it was the fact that I was lying and I've, I had some money, some gift cards. So I bought the girls like mm-hmm. three new dresses each a couple of weeks ago. And I feel like maybe they wore one of them to church, but they have this whole closet full of pretty dresses, some of which they've never even worn. And I was snuggling Lily in bed last night. And I think I told her kind of bums me out that she's not getting to wear these pretty dresses to church and maybe we can take your nice iphone 11 and 
take some pretty pictures of her. You know, we haven't done individual portraits of the kids in a while anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, maybe you can pick out a pretty dress and we'll take some pictures out in the yard when it's warmer. And she's like, in the sunshine? Yes, sweet girl who's so concerned with beauty. Not just her beauty. She just loves beautiful things. Yes, um, true. In the sunshine. And so, um, so she went downstairs after breakfast this morning and came upstairs wearing a dress and had her hair all done and, and Elise took a cue from that and she wore a dress too and actually switched her favorite color to match the dress that she was wearing today. Asked her what her favorite color was today and she said turquoise and it's always purple. Hey, what's your feed on how other people are handling quarantine? Because I've been seeing a few pictures come through Instagram where these families who, you know, they don't, you know, their kids are now home from school. They don't live weird lives like we do. Um, and they seem to be doing really, really well. They're doing all these family oriented. There are for sure some families like, who on social media it. seem to be crushing it. Huh? I don't know. I thought maybe I started seeing a few of those and going, am I, am I living life wrong? <laughs> am I messing up here? Because I'm not nearly that motivated when it comes to like doing things as a family. I mean, we played apples to apples tonight. That was fun. It wasn't actually that fun, to be honest. Oh. Well, there was faith. Annalise. We tried, though. It was an attempt. We did. It was, I think, Titus had fun up until he realized how badly he was losing. That kind of bummed him out. He's terrible at it. Yeah. He's terrible (laughs) at losing. Well, he's terrible at losing, but he also just isn't very good at reading. You know, like I think Lily more intuitively reads Mm -hmm. what you're going to find funny versus what I'm going to find funny and what Titus, she's good at reading Titus, and Titus just doesn't read people. He just does what he does. Um, and doesn't necessarily change what card he picks based on who's going to be the judge. Yeah. Um, so he's not, he's not as great at that. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I think some people are struggling for sure. Um, and they're just not putting it on social media cause it's not what you put on social no, media that's true. is how much you're struggling. I mean, even we don't put generally the messy house and the screaming kids. I mean, that's not true. I did put screaming faith on my Instagram today because I was she just wouldn't let me hold her and she just did their screaming at me. And then she found the bike helmet and put it on and it was like the magic helmet of happiness. I loved it when you called it that. <laughs> um, the magic helmet. It was almost happiness. instant. It seriously was almost instant. Aww. She found it on the floor next to where she was standing an arm's width away from me screaming put it on my lap, climbed up into the chair next to me, put it on and stopped crying. And then I took selfies of her and she's grinning for the selfies. That's adorable. Oh, oh, life oh, with a toddler. Kids. Um, no, I, I mean, I can't imagine that people aren't struggling though. I mean, I think about moms who are trying to work from home, who are not used to having kids, like a kid who is at home on a Saturday and a Sunday probably gets a lot more screen time than a lot of parents want to give their kids Mm -hmm. and now all these schools are sending work home (coughs) i actually had had a call with um with canavox this morning and they were some of these moms were like i've got five kids who all have to be online at the same time our house doesn't we don't have enough old devices that are updated to run the software that they need and we don't have enough internet bandwidth for five kids to all be doing their two hours online with their teachers at the same time every day and not that everyone in the world who's struggling has five kids at home but to be trying to work from home and figure out your kids' schooling like all these homeschool moms are like 
this is a stressful week. Let's take the week off. And all of these moms who are like, got the stress just piled on them are like, okay, got to figure out schooling as well as and all the homeschool mom, not all the homeschool moms. Some of the homeschool moms are like, do I have some advice for you? But some homeschool moms are like, let your kids de-stress. Just hang out with them for a while. Hey, did your article get published? No, it didn't. I mean, I guess it's... <laughs> I guess okay, it's, we'll, we'll publish the, the well, pre-editor Here's the funny part. It's, 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 it's in the publishing pipeline, she said. Right. Like, all of the edits have been done. But my intention was, like, hey, prepare your heart for how hard it is to be at home and all day with now, your we're, kids. And now we're a week and a half in, so it's not quite as relevant. And so, I mean, there are, like, out in Washington State, they're two and a half, three weeks in. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I feel like by the time people read it, they're like, it may actually hit the like publishing pipeline and some guy's going to read it and be like, this is really irrelevant. <laughs> like literally the well, first paragraph, up. literally the first paragraph is as you start your week with all of these strange things happening and all of this change and all of this struggle, go into this time with this in mind. So mm. anyway, I could probably pull some excerpts out of it. Plus some of the parts that I thought. were were actually flowing out of me processing my heart through scripture she was like i feel like it's redundant and just browbeating so let's take that out and i was like okay okay (laughs) guess that's the difference between having a professional editor just writing what you feel like is good yeah i don't know how it works all right, well, we're about 46 minutes in, so we will call it a show. Thanks for joining us on the live Instagram feed, if you were there. Um, you can, uh, well, share us, like us with your friends. Um, tell, them, tell, us, uh, tell them about us, and uh, if you have a chance to get, leave us a review on iTunes, uh, that'd be awesome. Preferably five stars, but I'm not going to beg. I'm going I'm <laughs> to plead. Please. We'll only send you some cheese croissants. Only if we're, yeah, we'll send you a cheese croissant recipe. Only if we're worthy of five stars. But um, TooBusyToFlush.com or TB2F.com, TB2F.com or at TooBusyToFlush on Instagram. Give us a follow, give us a shout out, and let us know if there's something you'd like us to talk about uh, in future shows. That said, I'm JR. I'm Molly. And uh, have a great rest of the week. God bless you. Oh, God blesses everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>